Hey everybody, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks here. Hey, we're doing, uh, we do this about once a month or so uh, to give everybody a taste of uh, our VIP ad-free uh, shows. There's not going to be no commercials during this episode. Um, and there's that, and I think this is such an important film. I want everybody uh, to watch it and not be distracted and whatnot. Um, so yeah, so enjoy. This is what the VIPs get every day uh, when we do a show. And um, it's a very, very good film. You need to watch this, folks. I'm telling you. Okay, well, enjoy. Here's the podcast. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Rock Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it? I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am excited for tonight's episode, folks. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, we've got a fantastic, and I, you know, people throw around that term, fantastic, uh, uh, writer, director, you know, filmmaker on tonight, um, Mr. Veer Sinervath. Uh, and uh, he's going to come on in just a second. But i got to say, man, his film, it's Orders from Above, it's a biography, it's a drama, history, war. We're, we're, we're dealing with, uh, you know, post-World War II in Israel, um, you, you know, and, and one of the most evil people I think has ever been on the planet. Um, you know, that, that's what we're, we're, we're taking on here with this uh, biography. And i got to tell you, they knocked it out of the park. Veer knocked it out of the park. It's this phenomenal, phenomenal biography. And, um, man, we've had a comedy of errors. He's supposed to, we've had, supposed to have had Veer on like a month ago. And just I got sick. Things just kept happening, and we had to push the show back. But we, here it is. We're here. And that's a good thing. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome uh, Veer Sinovas. Uh, Veer, how are you, my friend? I'm well, Jamie. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing great, doing great. Hey, now so, you're, yeah, it's uh, been a long time coming. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Now you're you're in Sydney, right? Right now. Yep, that's right. So that's tomorrow for us. I'm talking to somebody in the future. Wow, how cool is that? How cool is that? Hopefully, it's not too early there, right? Around eight or nine, something like that. Yeah, nine o'clock. It's not bad. It's a good time. That's, it's not it's not two in the morning for you, right? Oh man! <laughs> no, I've done other interviews at that, that time, and it's it's tough. Oh, oh man, it's crazy. So let me ask you, Gary, before we get into uh, your biography, which, like I said, I'm just a huge fan of. Um, let's talk a little bit about Gear first. Uh, were you always like the the movie kid? Did you know that you know? making films and important films is, is, is what you were going to be doing? Yeah, I was, I was definitely the movie kid. I'd, I'd always been interested in stories, um, books, films uh, from a young age. But uh, I, I didn't consider it as a career option until I was about 20. Until then, I wanted to be a lawyer, so I, I studied for a year at university after I left high school. And... 
at that point I decided to drop out because I wasn't feeling passionate about what I was doing and I joined film school. Right. And yeah, that's when I that's when I started getting the idea in my head that I should make a feature length movie. Nice. Nice. And you know, just on a lighthearted subject, right? You're like, eh, let's talk about uh old Eichmann. Oh my gosh. Um, out of the gate, you know, I mean, amazing, amazing. Um, now you've done some other stuff yeah. too. Uh, you know, I, I saw your IMDb page, very impressive. Um, but, but this one, this is a, this is the one. And obviously, it was, it did well at Cannes. You know, I mean, come on, in Anaheim. Um, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, Veer. These are accolades most people don't have. <laughs> you know. That's, yes, sir. Pretty good work. Yeah, um, the, well, you know, when you don't have uh, cameras and when you don't have money or sets or equipment, there's only very limited things you can do. You can either do a comedy or you can do some kind of independent romance or you could do an interrogation, and that's that's what I'm really interested in, dramas and uh, history. So... I, I didn't want to do the, that kind of stuff. I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, well, different you did, and, and you did it well. It's it's an amazing, amazing. It's been out. It was released, right, as I understand it, July 19th here in the States. I imagine, yes, was that right. worldwide, or was it different? No, just date? the United States. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. But it's, I'm sure it's coming soon. I'm sure it's coming soon. And everybody's working double yes. time on these streaming sites. I was just reading a thing on uh, uh, in Variety about Tubi opening up in uh, Central America. I'm like, I didn't know they weren't there, but I think it's smart. I think it's smart. Um, mm. You know, a lot of people in the world, they all want to watch stuff. Very, very cool. Yeah, now, um, obviously, as a, a student of history and whatnot, uh, you are aware of Eichmann and, you know, you know, a little thing, World War II. Um, did you first, I mean, this is kind of an interesting, because some people, believe it or not, may not know about all this, you know? And yeah. um, I don't know how they couldn't, but this is a good introduction to this, you know, and, and just the atrocities and, and the, the, the evilness that, that went down. Um, what drew you to this story? How did it come about? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Um, well, I, as I said, the the budget restraints uh, drew me to a story that was something like an interrogation, something that could be done in a couple of rooms with just a few actors, and that was all dialogue. So there's no need for action and no need for special effects. Um, so that budget was one reason, but also the film itself, I found I found fascinating that. A person like Eichmann could be completely evil, but to to the average person, he just seems like a like a normal guy just doing his job. If he had uh, if he had worked in the United States, if he didn't grow up in Nazi Germany, he would have just become an accountant or a businessman or something else. But he he's the kind of person that just happened to be in the presence of evil, and then he became evil himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I wrote an interesting uh, uh, article years ago, oh, a couple years ago, about um, psychopathic people and, um, yeah. and, and adrenaline, and adrenaline uh, 
seekers and whatnot. And they say a lot of, uh, yep. you know, it does. It comes a lot of it comes down to environment. You know, whether somebody becomes a fireman and does great things, you know, and they they like that adrenaline and and doing all that, and or the other end of the spectrum, you get someone like Eichmann. Um, that's just and justify the the scary. I think the actor who portrayed this in, in, in the way it was done in the story and how you wrote it and whatnot. It is is the the scariest part of this is I think in the back of his mind he knew, but he almost had convinced himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was just at work. Well, you know, I was doing my job. You know, what do you expect? Uh, you know, da, 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 da. And he laid on that 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 cake layer of icing of innocence. You know, that was just sickening, sickening to see. That's yeah. right, yeah, and and even when he when he looked at what he was doing when he visited the camps, it, it sickened him. He couldn't stand it, but he just he put it out of his mind. Right, right, and it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. You and you captured that. That's, that Thank you. You know, that's art. <laughs> this is one of those films you watch and you think about it for a couple of days, man. I did. I did. Messed me up, man. Well, that's, you rattled that's good. my brain that was a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, it's very, very cool. And, you know, you made this happen. It, it's out in the world now. Doing well, getting good reviews. Um, you know, how was the process of, of you know, you, know you, you come up with a concept, you make the, you, you write the script and everything, um, and probably rewrite and rewrite. And then you make the film, you shoot yep. this thing, and um, you know, then a year of editing, I don't know how long it took, but a chunk of editing time, you know. And then the fun yep. part, um, how do we get people to see this? You got to do the festival thing, find distribution, all, you know, all the, the meat and potatoes yes. no one ever talks about. <laughs> you know, how was that process? No, it's, it's a long Changing process. Changing these I paths. Mean... Yeah, I can go through the entire thing. Um, so it was in, in 2020 that I started writing the script, and that was when my school was shut down due to COVID. It was during uh, Australia was in lockdown. So I had time to write. That's the perfect time for writers. And I wrote the script in about a month. But before that, I spent about a month in researching. So I wrote the script in a month, and then when my school reopened, I got together a group of uh, two two of my classmates, one is a cinematographer and one is a sound guy. So it was just a crew of three. Then I got the actors and I got some locations. One was a friend's apartment and one was a classroom in school. We shot the film on weekends, free periods, and uh, we finished um, about end of 2020. And then I started doing the editing with some of my friends. And we had finished the editing probably uh, probably mid-2021. And then I sent it out to all the festivals, and it, it won, won some awards. And then I got distribution with Gravitas Ventures. That was about, that was early 2020. It was late 2021. So, yeah, it was about, it was a long process, about two, almost two years. 
That's that's gotta be that had to have been exciting when Gravitas Ventures and they do a lot, man. That this isn't some like little fly by night place in the back room somewhere. They're, they're you know yeah, anybody who's watching streaming, you, yeah, you see that name come up, man. They are serious, and so you get the message from them or whatnot or a call or however it is, you know. And uh, and this is all in the middle of the COVID crisis, folks. The pandemic. This is happening. You know, we don't know. Nobody knows what, you know, we're hearing different things every day. And, uh, you know, I bet old Vera was stressed a little bit at this point. You know, that must have been real nice to hear back from them. It was, yeah. But but at the time, I mean, I'm a, I was a, I'm a, a skeptical person by nature. I, I didn't think anybody was going to watch it, really, even if it was distributed. But they are. Because, uh, you know. They are. I know they they are, but, but I thought that you know there's there's no famous actors in it, there's no recognizable director. It's black and white. It's old. It's all dialogue. So yeah, but it's great. So you know what? So are a lot of those. So was Lifeboat by Hitchcock. You know, I mean, so that's was, right. Yeah, black and white is uh, making comeback with all these movies. Let me ask you this. No, I'm not in the film business. I'm not in the movie business. I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures and stuff, and been doing that for okay. you know, twenty. 20-some-odd years. Um, it's how I had my day job. But, um, you know, and we do a little podcast on the side here. But the thing is, is um, so I don't know a lot of the technical stuff. Let me, And a lot yeah. of the stuff that I know about film is stuff I've seen in movies, so it's probably not right anyway. Um, is it more difficult, or does it really matter now that everything's digital if you want to go black and white? In my case, it still mattered because... The rooms mm-hmm. in which I was filming in, the colors wouldn't look like they would if it was 1960. So, for example, gotcha. if the wall if the wall was orange, that would look very strange if it was shot in color. I see, I see. And so, yeah, not only are you doing this, you know, you forget it, it's a period piece too. You're right, you're right. This is, man, this is a lot to take up. Veer, I hope you got an A in film school because you earned it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what did you do during lockdown? Eh, I made some sourdough bread. I started a garden in my backyard, you know. Um, what did you do, Veer? Oh, I made a fantastic film, you know. That's all. That's all. Amazing. Amazing. Now, let me ask you this. Thank because you. You had mentioned before that you were on a trajectory uh, of being a lawyer. I don't know how in the Australia, if they, like I know in England, they call them solicitors or what. I don't know how the correct term for yes. an Australian lawyer. Um, you, but you're on that trajectory. I imagine mom and dad are like, yeah, yeah. you know, we used to worry a lot about Veer. He watched a lot of movies, but he got serious and he's in law school. And all of a sudden he's switching to film school. And I imagine that was a conversation. Uh, <laughs> You know? It was, it was. What did they think? Um, what did they think when they saw this, though? They're like, eh. They knew, they knew that the I right movies. And, well, now, yeah, now they're, they're certain. But at the time, they were skeptical. Uh, I They knew that I loved movies, and I had uh, always had a passion for writing. Um, also, my, my parents are in the creative fields of it themselves because my mom was a copywriter. She made uh, she wrote advertisements, and my dad worked in marketing. So they they understood Amazing. that it was an industry in which you could make money in. 
Uh, and I, 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 at the time, I didn't drop out fully. I just took a break. I took a one-year, uh, it's called program leave for my degree. Mm-hmm. And But then I, I, ne- I just never came back. I got you. I got you. Well, the good thing, though, you know, the good thing that puts you ahead on the curve is you know how to read contracts. You know how to, you know, you know the basics. And um, uh, probably some advanced stuff, too. But, you know, it, all good stuff to know. All good stuff yep. to know, especially now that you've had a hit and, you know, you're looking to work on the next project and whatnot because, you know, everybody, they see con and, uh, you know, everybody's going to crawl out of the woodwork now, you know, oh, if I got a deal for you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I don't, I've never heard of you before, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> the, the ink on this check is still wet. Uh, it does when I, when I set it down. You know, you, you hear Yeah, the, I guess in a way or, orders from above is is kind of a courtroom drama. Yeah, it is. You know, and it's a historical drama, which is important. Like I said, you know, it's I think the problem with a lot of the stuff post World War II, um, the final solution, all that, that evilness is at least here in America, I don't know how it is in Australia. Um, but in America a lot of young people it's it's too much time has passed. It's about what, 70 years or something. And um, they don't just, it, it's very esoteric. You know what I mean? They know about it. Yeah. Eh, but was it really, you know, I mean, they, they don't, you don't see those documentaries of, of, of people in camps and stuff as much maybe as, as when I was a kid and, um, and just the evilness that went down. And I think this film, you know, somebody, somebody watches this, they're like, Holy moly! You know this. This is bad. You know this. This was real bad. Yeah, yeah hopefully it was. In Australia, it's it's yeah. even worse because you know we we don't have the movies as much. We don't have mm. uh, Saving Private Ryan or Schindler's List and stuff. So so people don't don't watch that. It's crazy. It's crazy. How is working in the film industry in Sydney? Is it pretty? Co- is it pretty good? Is it is it a, a positive place to be? Uh, in Australia it's it's not so much uh, feature films as much as reality TV and TV shows I'm not like I'm not in the industry because I've just made this one independent film and I've made another short film and I'm writing screenplay so I'm not I'm not technically in the industry but it's it's very difficult in Australia to get a feature film off the ground unless it's funded by the government right Right, it's all about money. We just had a. I just watched a news story here in uh, South uh, Florida in Fort Lauderdale. They're they're trying. They're putting together all these incentive packs and whatnot. And um, yeah. you know, and I'm. I think it's very exciting for you know filmmakers. They're trying to bring you know because it brings money in. Um, you know, but I'm looking at it and they're like, well, the, the first prerequisite, the film has to have a budget of at least four hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, oh, that's going to knock out a lot of people. Mm. I know a lot of people that try to make money or movies with a lot less than that. But, um, <laughs> you know, I got, I get what they're doing, but come on, guys. Get realistic here. Um, well, that's cool, though. That's cool. But you got a strong actor. You, you got a Rolodex or a phone full of numbers you can call. And, you know, when you got yeah, somebody. Right. Let me ask you this. Um, now, you, you mentioned you're working on some screen. All right. Got some stuff in the uh, hopper, or are you just focusing on uh, orders from above right now? Sorry, could you say that again? 
I said, do you got some stuff uh, in the, in the, in, you know, going that you can talk about that um, upcoming stuff maybe? Cause I want to see more of your work. Oh, sure. Uh, I've, I've made a 20 minute short film called the proselyte. It has the same actor in orders from above, Richard Cotter, Abner less. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And besides that, I'm writing some screenplays now. I just uh, I wrote one screenplay called The Guns at Cowra about the escape of 1,000 Japanese prisoners held in Australia, prisoners of war. Mm. That's going to be awesome, man. Well, yeah, that's a nice laurel. That's, that's fantastic. Well, it's great for us because we'll have you on the show many, many times, I'm sure. Um, you know, without uh, getting sick next time and whatnot. Uh, folks, I want to let you know we have links up on our show page to uh, Veer's website uh, where you can keep up with him and, and everything that's going on. We also have uh, links to uh, the Orders from Above Facebook page, Veer's Instagram, and Twitter as well. I suggest you like and It doesn't matter what you like. When you find something, folks, that you dig, uh, whether it be a band or an independent film or, you know, the best baker in town, like and share their social media. Very important. It helps get the word out. And, uh, you know, chances are if you're digging something, your friends are going to dig it too because you're friends. You have common interests and stuff, you know. Um, well, there, this is awesome, man. You're, you're kicking tail and taking names. <laughs> Very inspiring. You know, it's it's fantastic. Um, I imagine you're still doing a lot of press and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, a couple of interviews. Oh, yeah. On the phone, 9 in the morning. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Well, well on the phone is the best cool. because, you know, I don't, have to, I don't have to shower or shave. I can just get up and call you. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, man. I remember when this lockdown first happened, I, I had some this band from Canada, older gentlemen, and they were all disappointed. We're not doing video? I, I got all dressed up. I said, no, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we're not doing it. We're not doing it. I don't want to be on camera. Um, oh, no, man. it's the best. Yeah. yeah. That's when everybody, I couldn't believe in the States, everybody was, you know, oh, we got to wear these masks. Really? That means I don't have to shave. That's fantastic. Give me two of those masks. I love it. I love it. Um, and people are complaining about that. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I can't stand next to this. Oh, great. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> you know? But that's me. You know, that's me. Anyway, I hope all of your people, all of your tribe and everything uh, weathered through. I know you guys in Australia were pretty hardcore um, on the COVID thing, which was the smart thing to do. Uh, here yep. in Florida, with the Studio 54 of it, um, you know, not so much, not so much. Uh, it's great, it's great. So, yeah, so very no, it, cool. It was you perfect know, for uh, the writers. All, that's all writers need. They just need months uh, locked in their houses to force them to write. That's right. That's right. Well, hopefully... Hopefully the next big project it won't take a pandemic to uh, light the fire under you. You know what I mean? Uh, that doesn't yeah. sound like it's going to be going to knock this stuff out. Very, very cool. Well, there, you know, I know uh, we're calling from around the world, so I'm going to uh, wrap things up here. But, um, you know, just for the sake of, of costs and whatnot, thank you so much, Todd. 
Thank you so much for being patient with me with all the, the pushbacks we had to do on the show. Thank you for making a great film that I just loved 100%. And, you know, being inspiring, honestly. You're real good at what you do. It was my do. pleasure. Thanks for having Absolutely. me on. Absolutely. Thanks, Veer. Well, there you go, folks. How about that? Veer Cernovas, uh, he is one to watch, one to watch. And also one to watch is his film, Orders from Above. Um, it's out. You guys can watch this. I suggest, you know, yes. No, this isn't a screwball comedy. This isn't a slasher horror movie. It, it's, it's much more important than that. And I'll tell you something else. If you got kids, if you got teenagers in the house, you need to sit down as a family and all watch this because it's very important that this part of history not be forgotten. Um, seriously. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, it's a fantastic film, Orders from Above. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, just, I was blown away with it. Hey, this episode, of everybody, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the social media platforms, on all podcasting platforms. And it's going to be everywhere and whatnot. Uh, the links all stay active. So if you're listening to the show in the future on Spotify or wherever, uh, you know, iTunes or TuneIn or what, whatever it is, um, those links are active, so, you know, click on over there and uh, like and share the Orders from Above Facebook page, you know, I mean, help get the word out on this, fantastic film. Um, cool, well, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight, folks. We will see you, uh, are we on tomorrow? No, we're on Saturday. We're on Saturday, and uh, so we'll see you then. Have a good one. Remember the world's still weird. Be nice to people. Don't be a Karen. Don't be a Chad. Don't yell at some cashier somewhere. I guarantee they are not sitting down at a corporate boardroom making policy to annoy you personally. So just be cool. You know, that's all. That's all. And we'll all do just fine. Very, very cool. We'll see you next time, folks. Have a good one. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tama Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.